Let's Talk Ministry is with the focus of presenting the practical word of God on matters concerning the church, salvation, Christian life, and messages centered on Christ. This is to also help people discover their purpose in God, even as they represent God in every area of life. Let's Talk Ministry is under Christ Eagles Network, which is an interconnected ministries, discovering destinies, raising generations, and representing God in all areas of life. Now, today's word from the Bishop Ike Apia Banfo. Stay tuned. Today, I want to share with you a message God has laid on my heart. And the message is divinely inspired by the Holy Spirit. And this message is entitled, Turning Your Mess Into a Message. Turning Your Mess Into a Message. There are people who have been through tough times in life. And at the end of the day, the situation in which they found themselves in have left them disadvantaged. Some people have been in several relationships and their, their heart had been broken. And for that matter, they have, they have made up their mind not to go into relationship again. There have been stories of people who, you know, got married and, you know, they, they realized that what they were thinking is not what they experienced in the marriage. And they, 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 they came out of the marriage and they have decided not to marry again. And they have made up their mind that, okay, all I need is a child and not married not marriage because of the mess they found themselves in there are people who have lost a job because of the mess they found themselves in there are people who have lost their lives because of a mess they found themselves in and so this is why god wants me to share this message with you so that you will know how to turn your mess into a message hallelujah it is very sad when you find yourself in a mess and you don't know what to do. It is very sad when you find yourself in certain circumstances of life and you don't know what to do and you know you do the worst things instead of finding ways to solve them. There are people who have been through situations and instead of the situation turning to solutions, it turned out to be worse than they expected. Hallelujah. And it has really cost their life that much. But I pray for you today that as God, you know, takes us through this message, may you have a healing of a lifetime. May you be restored in Jesus' name. May you be delivered from that mess. May you come out of the storms you found yourself in, in the precious name of Jesus Christ. And so for us to understand this message, I want to employ the letter P. The letter P will be playing much significance in this message. And so I'm going to share with you the piece of how you can turn your mess into a message. So the first P is that when you find yourself in a mess, what do you do? You have to be patient. But in the first place, understand that problems, going through situations or finding yourself in a mess is part of life. Hallelujah. It's part of life for you to go through challenges, part of life. And in the same way you enjoy having good times, understand that bad times, you know, is part of life. And so when you go through 
problems or you go through situations or you find yourself in a mess, the first thing you should do is to be patient. Is to be patient. Be very patient because if you are not patient, you are going to go overboard. Hallelujah. If you are not patient about the situation you find yourself in, you will make a fool out of yourself. You will do certain things you are not supposed to do. So while you are being patient, you have to understand that you don't have to make quick conclusions. When you are facing the storms of life, when you are facing challenges, don't be in a haste to conclude. Don't be in a haste to make certain statements that you regret later. There have been many times you made hasty conclusions over certain situations and you later realized that you should have been quiet about it. You later realized that, you know, you shouldn't have even made, you know, or voiced out on that situation. You realized that the way you handled the situation was so fast. You were supposed to, you know, be patient about it. So, when you know you go through storms of life, how do you come out of it? How do you turn that situation, that mess, into a message? You have to be patient. Amen. Because patience will produce the best product. Hallelujah, somebody. So, learn to be patient. Don't be in a haste to do certain things. There's a story of, you know, a woman who heard that, you know, her children have been involved in an accident. When she heard that her children had been involved in an accident, the woman could not hold herself. She had a heart attack and she, she, she passed on. And that was the end of her life. Because she heard that her children have been involved in an accident. She didn't wait to inquire. She didn't wait to inquire I'll find out what happened after whether they died or you know what really went or whether it's true or not by she getting to know that her children had been involved in an accident she had a heart attack and she died by the end of the day the good news in here is that none of her children lost their lives amen Though they were involved in an accident, they did not lose their life. But because the woman could not hold herself, she had a heart attack and died. So people of God, let's not be quick in making conclusions when we find ourselves in a mess. Be patient. Hallelujah. It pays to wait. Patience will produce, patience will produce the best product. Hallelujah. For going to look attractive, it goes through a process. Hallelujah. If you are not patient in life, you will be running a life of, you know, mistakes. Before you, you learn from the mistake, you it would have taken over you. It would have, you know, taken over your whole being and, you know, would have made you make a mess out of yourself. So learn to be patient. When you find yourself in a challenge, when there's a problem, when there's a bad news, don't be in a haste to conclude. Just be patient. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Mark 4, 35 to 38. 
Mark 4, 35 to 38. It's the story of, you know, Jesus being in the, in the boat with the disciples. And whilst they were in the boat, the Bible says that the storm arose. And when the storm showed up, the disciples, you know, they started calling on the name of Jesus. That time Jesus was asleep. And they said, Master, save us, we are perishing. Save us, we are perishing. Don't you care if we perish? Don't you care if we, 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 are, we get drowned by the storm, this, this, this situation? They actually questioned the leadership of Jesus when the problem showed up, when the storm showed up. Instead of the disciples, you know, facing the problem, they faced their leader. They went after the leadership of Jesus. And they were telling Jesus, don't you care that we are suffering? Don't you care that we are drowning? Don't you care that the storms have showed up and it might take us away? Meanwhile, Jesus was asleep. How, in fact, what can a leader do in a situation where he's asleep? Hallelujah. Amen. So when there's a problem, who do you attack first? Don't you attack others. Don't find people to apportion blames on. Face the problem. Attack the situation. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Instead of the disciples facing the problem, they went after this, they went after Jesus. They were questioning the, the place of Jesus in the situation. They were questioning the leadership of Jesus. Master, don't you care? Are you not concerned? Can't you feel it? Even if you can't see it, even if you are sleeping and you can't see it, can't you feel it? Can't you notice that we are suffering? We need help. Hallelujah. Don't you tell your problems, you know, don't you tell your, 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 your problems, you know, don't tell your God how big your problem is. Tell your problem how big your God is. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't tell your God how big your problem is. Tell your problems how big your God is. Tell your problems how big your God is. Tell your problem how 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 able your God can solve the problem. Amen. Don't amplify the problem. Amplify the solution. Don't complain. Find the solution. Instead of complaining, comply. Amen. And so when Jesus arose, you know, Jesus faced the problem. He didn't go and attack the the disciples. He didn't go and attack his followers. The followers were apportioning blames on him. They were complaining. They were questioning the the leadership ability of Jesus. And if it was some other leader, the leader would just arise and then begin to also, you know, apportion blames. 
that don't you know I was asleep? Don't, I mean, can't you see that I'm tired and I'm sleeping and you are disturbing my sleep? Meanwhile, the storm is getting intensified. It is no time to apportion blames. It's time to face the problem. It's time to deal with the situations. So after dealing with the situation, you can deal with other things. The storm arose. It wasn't time for you to apportion blames. Jesus faced the storm, dealt with the situation, dealt with the most important part of the whole thing, and commanded the storm to be still. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes situations you go through, the enemy just wants you to say something that will cost you tomorrow. People around you might not be good people. Sometimes when you go through challenges, they just want you to say something so that they will know if that is your weak point. They want to see if you really believe in your God. Hallelujah. So don't be quick to make conclusions and don't be, you know, quick to, you know, apportion blames. Be patient. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Don't talk too much when you're going through the mess of life. When you're going through the storms of life. Don't talk too much. Don't ask too many questions. Is God really real? I don't think God is concerned about me. Because if I look at what I'm going through, I think God is not real. I think God is not real. Like today, people have been saying that there is no God. I don't believe there is God. If there is God, why are we suffering? Because they find themselves in a mess. So if everything is okay, you, you believe that there is God. So when things are not stable, then you, you are saying that there is no God because you're going through challenges. Anybody who is not matured is, is going to run through that kind of you know life. Where they will, they will always, you know, see that there is no God when because there is a problem. But they, they will appreciate there is God if they are in good times. That is not Christianity. That is not the way we relate with God. Hallelujah. It's the same thing, you know, when it comes to our human relationship. There are people who will be around you only in good times. But when the bad time shows up, they will be drawing away. And it's the same way they relate with God. In good time, they think there is God. In bad time, they believe there is no God. Amen. When the storms of life shows up, they think there is no God. Because if there is God, he should solve it. If there is God, he should come through for me. But remember that if the disciples did not call on Jesus, what would have become of them? Even though, you know, know, there's another side of the story where, you know, I, I believe that the disciples were supposed to deal with the storm because they've been with Jesus for a long time. They've been with Jesus for a while. They've seen the amazing things God has been using him to do. And so they were supposed to, you know, profess their faith. They were supposed to take the bull by the horn and command the storm to be still. 
but they did not. No problem. And if you are calling on your master to help, you are also, you know, apportioning blames, asking questions. Hallelujah. So the first P, if you want to turn your mess into a message, you have to be patient. Amen. And the second point is that pray for God's direction. Pray for God's direction. It's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit says the Lord. It's very important for you to know that when you are going through the mess of life, or for you to turn your mess into a message, you have to pray for God's direction. Don't be a jack of all trade. It's not time for you to prove that you can do something. Because if you could have done something, the mess would not have been created. Hallelujah. So pray for God's direction. That is pray for God's wisdom. Pray for the way out. What can I do? Oh God, help me. Hallelujah. So when you're going through the mess of life, it is also an opportunity for you to get closer to God even the more. Because God is all that you have. And God is the only one that can take you out of the mess. So you need to pray for God's direction. Pray for God's direction. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles to Psalm 88 verse 1 thereof. Psalm 88 verse 1 thereof. Hallelujah. Oh, I love God's word. And there's a prayer from David in the book of Psalm you know, 88 verse 1 thereof. The Bible says, you know, David said, O Lord, God of my salvation, I have cried out to you day and night. Hallelujah. David did not pray to God only during the day, but in the night as well. So learn not to pray to God only in good times. I mean, I mean, in bad times, because that is when people pray that, God, I need help. God, do this. But in good times, they relax. In good time, they, they, they don't see the need to pray because there is no problem. We don't pray necessarily because there is a problem, but we pray because we want to maintain our relationship with God. We want to have fellowship with God. Hallelujah. If you are a person who prays to God only in bad times, when there's a problem you are praying, then it means you are a part-time Christian. You are a part-time believer because you only pray when you need God. Not all the time. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So David said that I cried out to you day and night. Now hear my prayer. Listen to my cry, for my life is full of troubles, and death is drawing near. I have been dismissed as one who is dead. They have abandoned me to death, and I am as good as dead. I am forgotten, cut off from your care. Come to my rescue, Lord. And in verse 8, because of time, he said, You have caused my friends to be aloof from me. 
you have sent them away i am trapped with my own way of escape i've I've been trapped with no way of escape my eyes are blinded by my tears each day i beg you for help oh lord lift my pleading hands to you for mercy i lift my pleading hands to you for mercy so david acknowledged the fact that he needed to pray to god for god's direction for a way out hallelujah because god is the alpha and omega the beginning and the end so god sees ahead god sees beyond the view of man where your focus will end god's focus extends feather hallelujah the focus of god is not limited but the focus of man is limited that is why god told abraham come out of the tent and look into the skies and as far as your eyes can see i have given unto you so abraham was able to see to an extent but god was able to see further beyond the highest view of man hallelujah So there's a need for you to pray for God's direction. Pray for God's wisdom. God, what do I do? God, help me. I know you can. I trust in you. Amen. Christ in me, the hope of glory. God, I'm not giving up. I know you will see me through. Encourage yourself in prayer. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Now, if you pray for God's direction, the next point is going to happen for you. God will preserve you. Because you prayed, God will preserve you and your loved ones. It doesn't matter what you are going through, God will preserve you. If God has brought you this far, he can take you further. So just be strong for God. Hallelujah. He will keep you strong. He will carry you through. Oh, hallelujah. Amen and amen. Because Philippians 1.21, the Bible said, For me to live is Christ, and for me to die is gain. You are living because of Christ. And if you die today, you will gain because your hope was built on Christ. Hallelujah, somebody. So be strong for God. He will preserve you. Because you prayed. Because you cried out to him. You cried out to him. You did not visit shrines. You did not visit occultic powers. You did not visit the enemy, Satan. You actually prayed to God. David said, I will lift up my eyes onto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. So your help will come from God. So because you prayed for his direction, God will preserve you. There will be none of your loved ones who will be a casualty to the enemy. Because you prayed to God. Because you you prayed to God, he will preserve you. I said God will preserve you. God will preserve you and your loved ones. You will not lose your loved ones. Amen. And if any of your loved one is in a situation which 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 seemed hopeless, I see the hope of God coming through for you. God will preserve your marriage. 
Maybe your marriage is shaken. Maybe your marriage is not stable. But I see the preservation of God coming upon your marriage. Hallelujah. Maybe your relationship life is hanging. But I see the preservation of God coming through for you because you prayed for his direction. Maybe your academic is not stable, but I see stability because you have prayed for the direction of God. Are you here? Amen. Maybe you are sick in the body. It has been there for many years, but I see the preservation of God coming through for you. God will preserve your health. Maybe you are the hospital bed listening to the sound of my voice. God is going to preserve your life. What doctors have declared hopeless, there is hope for you. Because Christ in you, the hope of glory. Whatever situation you are going through, you will not die. You will not lose your life. That surgery will be successful. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. That child, that seed you are carrying in the womb will not die. You will not lose your life. You will not lose the baby. You will not lose the twins. You will not lose that gift. You will not lose that opportunity because you prayed for God's direction. So God will preserve your opportunity. God will preserve your life. God will preserve your loved ones. God will make a way where many think there is no way because your hope is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. God will preserve you. Psalm 23 verse 4 thereof. Yet though you walk through the valleys of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil because God, staff and wrath will be with you. Hallelujah. It will comfort you. It will preserve you. Hallelujah, somebody. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I see God preserving you. I see God coming through for you. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. It is too early. It is too early to give up. Hallelujah. On Christ, the solid rock, you stand on the ground. is sinking, son. Because you did not visit shrine. Because you did not visit occultic powers. Because you did not go to strange powers for help. God will preserve you. God will preserve your loved ones. There are people who found themselves in certain situations and they visited strange powers. They visited occultic powers. They went to sources which are not of God. And today they have brought a curse upon the family. And I pray for you today that God will come through for you. May the mercy of God locate you and deliver you from that powers. Deliver you from that situation. Deliver you from that mess. In the precious name of Jesus Christ oh glory hallelujah and so because you prayed for God's direction God will preserve your life hallelujah amen and the next point is that you know partner with the right people are you here if you are going through the mess of life partner with the right people you don't need everybody to be your friend You don't need everybody to be part of your life. There are people who come into your life for a period of time and they have to go. No matter what you will do, they will go. No matter what you do, they cannot stay. But the right people will still be there. Are you here with me, somebody? 
I said the right people will still be there. So partner with the right people. How will you identify the right people when you are going through storms of life? Those who cannot stay with you in your mess cannot be part of your message tomorrow. Did you hear that? Those who cannot be part of the mess you find yourself in, they are not right. They are not ripe. They are not the right candidate and they cannot fit in your message tomorrow. So partner with the right people. Partner with people who encourage you in the faith. Not when things are okay and they are, that's when they are around. But partner with people who encourage you in the Lord. Give you many reasons to not give up. When others are giving you many reasons to give up. Partner with the right people. Partner with matured people. Partner with God's word. Partner with God himself. Partner with people who will encourage you in the faith and not dampen your spirit. There are people around you that all they say is negative things. They don't encourage you. They don't speak positive things to you. They always look down on you. You share a dream with them that you want to accomplish. They discourage you about it. When you have an idea about something, starting a business, going into certain ventures, these people will discourage you. They will tell you, they will give you many reasons why it can't work. They look at you and then they are wondering how you can start a business they are wondering how you can make things happen because they have seen your life over the years and they've not seen any good thing in there so they don't have hope in you they don't believe you can get up they don't believe you can make it they don't believe you can achieve your dreams and so they discourage you because of their past experience with you because they thought i mean they think they know you better than anybody so they discourage you so partner with the right people. Partner with people who encourage you. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen and amen. Yeah. Partner with the right people. Oh, glory be to God. Proverbs 27 verse 5 and 8. I mean, 5 and 6. So Proverbs 27, 5 and 6. Amen. Because of our time, I'll hit, I'll end on, you know, I'll end with a six. So the Bible is saying that better is open rebuke than hidden love. So whilst you are partnering with the right people, if you are wrong, they'll tell you you are wrong. Hallelujah. If I say they'll tell you you're wrong, if you, when you are wrong, it simply means that they will tell you the truth. Amen. When you partner with the right people, they'll tell you, you know what, you made a mess out of yourself, but there's a way out. So even though they will hit you or they are going to tell you the truth, they are going to hit you the hardest, they are going to also help you out. You, you have to acknowledge that you need help. And they also let you realize that, hey, you made a mess out of yourself. That relationship went through, you know, you, you didn't try. You made a mess out of yourself. I advise you, you didn't listen. Yeah, but I know. But you know what? There is a way out. Encourage you again. They will encourage you again. Hallelujah, somebody. And so the scriptures is saying that better is open rebuke than hidden love. So there are good people who will not hide the truth from you. But in, the part, in this part of the world we find ourselves in, if you speak the truth, you become an enemy of life. People do not like it when you speak the truth. Nobody is able to say it. Only you, you are able to say it. You become an enemy of life. 
because they'll be wondering why you are telling them this are you the one to advise them they are in a mess and they are not still humble they are challenged and they are still not humble they're going through storms of life they're going through challenges but they are still not humble so there are people who cannot be advised even though they're going through the mess of life they cannot be advised because they are not humble they are going through challenges and you're advising them and they want to show you that they know what they are about they now want to show you that they they, they, they understand the whole process and they can come out and if you are like that you cannot be helped amen because there are certain advice you might not need today you might need it tomorrow so no advice is as part no advice should be ignored you might not need it today you will need it tomorrow so connect yourself with the right people hallelujah somebody and they will encourage you they will encourage you in the lord hallelujah amen and amen all right turn your bibles to job chapter 2 verse 4 thereof job chapter 2 verse 4 thereof satan replied to the lord skin for skin he blessed you only because you blessed him a man with everything he will still serve you but if you take these things from him he will not serve you and so in verse 6 the bible says that you know god replied satan and said all right i will allow you into the life of job but spare his life amen so job was you know going through the mess of life because god allowed satan into his life but god made satan know that you know what though i have allowed you into the life of job don't you temper with his life this revelation of the word of god simply means that you know god will not let what you know the what is beyond your strength to overtake you again it also means that the enemy can attack or disturb you or trouble your life to an extent but cannot go overboard because god will not allow the enemy to go overboard amen god will not allow the situation you find yourself in to kill you God will not allow the situation you find yourself in to disadvantage you. Amen. So though God allowed Satan into the life of Job, he said to him, but spare his life. Don't you temper with his life. Amen. Are you here? So that is what you should understand that look, no matter the challenges you are going through, it is just to an extent. It is just to an extent. It is just for an appointed time. It is not going to be like this forever. Your situation will not be like this forever. It doesn't matter how long you've been in, in, in that situation, it is not going to last forever. Because weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And I see your joy coming. Amen. 
maybe you've been fasting for many years you've not for the same thing you've been fasting for many years because you want god to deal with a particular issue i see god coming through for you because weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning there is a joy coming your way there is hope coming your way there is solution coming your way don't be discouraged because joy comes in the morning hallelujah so the enemy went after job but his life was spared god did not allow satan to take over his life hallelujah somebody Amen and amen. And for the first time, we heard Job's voice. I mean, the wife, we heard the voice of, you know, Job's wife was when Job went through the storms of life. We didn't hear the voice of Job's wife until Job encountered storms in life. Until Job found himself in a mess. Amen. All right. So let's read verse 8, which says that, you know, what happened was that, um, you know, let me take it from verse 9, where his wife said to him, Are you trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. Are you trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. And this happened when Job found himself in a mess. Amen. Where, you know, he had, you know, balls all over his body. His head, his is if at every part of, of of his body, he could not sit well. He could not stand because there was there were balls all over him, terrible cases of balls all over him. Hallelujah! His situation was devastating. It was an eyesore. Hallelujah! He was going through the hard time of life. His, his wife said that Job cares God and die. His wife and children left him. Hallelujah. So connect yourself with the right people. Probably if that situation did not come, Job would not have seen or got to know the kind of person he had as a wife. If Job did not go through the storms of life, he did not go through the hard times. He would not have known the kind of person he was married to. He would not have seen the, 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 the real view of who he was married to. Because at the time they were enjoying the prosperity, they were enjoying the wealth God has given to them, they, they were okay. We didn't hear the wise voice. But when the storms of life showed up, this is the statement that came out from the wife of Job. He, she said that, cares God and die. Job, cares God and die. Are you not sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you okay with what you are going through? How can God let you go through these problems? You have been faithful to God. You have served God wholeheartedly. All your life you have been faithful to God. And it's this how God will pay you back. Job cares God and die. 
This powerful message continues the next time this broadcast is aired. For more information, contact us on eaglesforchrist at gmail.com. And that is E-A-G-L-E-S, the number 4, C-H-R-I-S-T at gmail.com or Revi Ike 2016 at gmail.com and that is R-E-V-Y-I-K-E 2016 at gmail.com Christ Eagles Network Discovering Destinies Raising Generations and Representing God in All Areas of Life God Richly Bless You